We're taking a peek into geek culture and sharing our top 10 fandom favorites. Let Your Geek Side Show presents Geek Culture Countdown. Hey guys, this is Kitty. And this is Susan. And welcome back to the Geek Culture Countdown. Woo-hoo! So this week, we're counting down our top 10 superhero headquarters. So these buildings are more than just headquarters for superheroes. Sometimes mm. they're homes, they're training facilities, they're research labs, they're places that keep getting destroyed by supervillains. Yeah, it's funny, like, because we're going to have to specify a lot of versions of these car- <laughs> like these places because a lot of times it's like, well, there was this version and then this happened. And then this one got sold and then this one got blown up. So, <laughs> yeah, these buildings are known for getting destroyed frequently since superheroes often bring their work home with them. So, without further ado, we're going to get started with our Geek Culture Countdown Top 10 Superhero Headquarters. We should specify that these are not secret headquarters. No. Because, like, these are well-known headquarters. If they were secret, we wouldn't know about them. That's true. That's true. (laughs) They would do a really bad... Like, if we could do a podcast of secret headquarters, they did a really (laughs) bad job of that. Anyway... So number 10 on our list is Stark Tower. Now, there have been multiple buildings called Stark Tower, um, basically anything that Tony Stark can purchase and and slap his name on the top. Um, And he will do that. (laughs) But this is... This building has been a constant in the New York City skyline for Marvel Comics and the Marvel films as well. Um, The top is, of course, Tony's bachelor pad kind of situation. And then he's hosted uh, research labs and also special... Special rooms for each of the Avengers in different iterations, both in the comics and movies. And uh, notably in both the films and the comics, in recent years, Tony has sold Stark Tower for other ventures or for other facilities for the Avengers. So Tony can buy and sell as many I mean, Stark when you're towers. Tony Stark, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you can do that. Absolutely. So number 10 on our list is Stark Tower. Um, number nine on our list is also a tower. (laughs) There are lots of towers and there are lots of mansions. (laughs) So, um, number nine is the Justice League Watchtower, which is actually kind of like a satellite more so than a tower. It orbits Earth and it actually has like so many different areas that I'm just like, how does, how is this a satellite? Because, you know, like when you read the, uh, it's from JLA specifically, so Justice League of America And it debuted in number 16. And it actually has like remnants of the Hall of Justice because the Hall of Justice had been destroyed. (laughs) And then there's like the promenade where like, you know, the members of the Justice League can socialize. And (laughs) And go get a snack. (laughs) Yeah. And it even has like, you know, a place where they can monitor Earth. And they also have an aquarium because, you know, Aquaman. (laughs) Um, But they have like... It, it just it kind of sounds like a high school when you break down all these different sections because there's like a trophy room and a workout room. And I, <laughs> I just love like how kitschy it can be sometimes when you you it, it, they took the remnants of the Hall of Justice after it had been destroyed and they put it in space and then they added a whole bunch of other stuff to it is well, essentially what happened. If you're going to be away from Earth, you might as well make sure that you have everything you could possibly need there, especially in aquarium. Especially because... Aquaman. <laughs> um, now, getting to the Watchtower is a little bit tricky because it is in space. However, um, most DC heroes have someone that they know who teleports and can help <laughs> them out. But there are also tubes that I'm not sure how they work, but they can get in and out of the Watchtower if necessary and for emergencies, which it <laughs> actually specifies on the um, Wikipedia for that. So I was like, for emergencies. Um, but, you know, that does come up when Superboy Prime destroys it. So um, number nine on the list is the Justice League Watchtower. 
All right, number eight on our list is yet another tower. This is Titans Tower. It is the home base for the Teen Titans and the Titans superhero teams in all their different iterations. The first tower was built by Dr. Silas Stone, who's the father of Vic Stone, also known as Cyborg. Um, It's currently located in San Francisco. So it used to be on the East Coast and now it's actually in San Francisco. And it houses a memorial for the fallen members of the Teen Titans, including members like Terra and Hawk and Dove and Jericho. And some of the statues have even been destroyed and had to be like rebuilt. Just man, Hawk and Dove. I forgot that they were on Teen Titans. I know, <laughs> I know. And 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 uh, they were even recently on Teen Titans. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. And, and they're being included in the new Titans TV series too. Really? So, That's awesome. Yeah. So they there are. They, ugh, excuse me. They are in the memorial in Titans Tower, um, and it also serves as a living space and a training quarters for the teams. They had even like a like a special training area in one iteration where they had different people who came in to mentor the Titans. So Titans Tower is number eight on our list. Now number seven is one that holds personal meaning to me. Uh, <laughs> number seven is the Sanctum Santorum. Uh, it is Doctor Strange's. Which Sanctum I know, Santorum? This is, like, this is <laughs> hilarious. We have these like chats where uh, Kitty and I go back and forth and talk about what's going to be on, a, we're going to be podcasting about. And when someone else jumped into our chat and was like, hey, we should have the Sanctum Santorum. I was like, which one in which reality? Because <laughs> I'm that nerd. Anyway, um, the Sanctum Santorum that I'm talking about is the one where Stephen Strange is the Sorcerer Supreme, and that is at 177A Bleecker Street in New York's Greenwich Village. Uh, now, if you are a nerd like me, you have actually been to that address and know that there, at least when I visited there, there was a bodega there. Um, <laughs> but I was told it's because I'm not a mistress of the mystic arts, and therefore I couldn't see it. So <laughs> that was a pretty cool thing. Now, obviously, this is where um, Doctor Strange and other, you know, masters of the mystic arts house and protect the earth from other entities that might be coming to destroy it. So it's where they keep, you know, their relics and where they keep um, their, when they practice and where they live a lot of times, because they have referenced an apartment actually in there for them to live. So uh, number seven is the Sanctum Sanctorum. One of my favorite fun facts, just jumping off of that one real quick, uh, about the Sanctum Sanctorum is actually, it's where Jessica Jones gave birth to her daughter because the hospital hospital denied her care because they're like, are you a superhero? Like, we don't know how to treat you. Um, And this was during the, the age in Marvel where like, they were really like the the civilians of Marvel Comics were really anti-mutant. So they thought she was a mutant. Oh, wow. So the Avengers showed up and said, hey, we're taking you to the best doctor in town. And then they show up on Strange's doorstep and say, hey, can you deliver a baby? That's amazing. <laughs> I had forgotten about that. That's really cool. That's one of my, that's one of my favorite storylines. It's so I just funny. love that every that like the, they're so that spell that protects it with the window is like mm-hmm. so famous. But like how many times has that thing been broken? Even as recently <laughs> as as soon as it happened. And this is not a spoiler in Infinity War. A window's broken. Um <laughs> But it happens in Infinity War. And I was like, again, this always happens. It also <laughs> happened in Infinity Gauntlet. It was a really good callback to that moment. Anyway, the Sanctum Sanctorum is a really awesome point of, um, yeah, it's a really awesome headquarters for Doctor Strange, the Avengers, and anybody who apparently needs it at any time. <laughs> So number six on our list is Avengers Mansion. Um, This was formerly the Stark family manor. Um, Tony Stark inherited it and then donated it to the Avengers for a a headquarters space. There were three above 
above ground floors and then three below. And actually the ones that were above ground had some rooms for the Avengers, but it was mainly open to the public at this point in Marvel history. So people could actually come in and and see Avengers Mansion. But the lower floors were more private for the Avengers with private quarters. Um, they hosted the Quinjets down there for Unless your vision. Because Vision doesn't really respect privacy. No, he does not. He doesn't really understand. He was born yesterday. (laughs) And there's also a gym there. And there's there's like a training room that's kind of like the X-Men's danger room. But it's not as cool. (laughs) Oh, man, the danger room. We'll get there. We'll get there, guys. In more recent comics, they've kind of moved away from the Avengers Mansion because a lot of members of the team now have different bases or some of them are out in space with Alpha Flight and and people are moving around a lot more. Or Deadpool infiltrates it and like, spoils their favorite tv shows that call back to another podcast (laughs) it's like we're a connected podcast universe (laughs) oh no you're gonna have to start finding the easter eggs guys (laughs) so avengers mansion is number six on our list now honorable mention kitty and i are going to kind of tag team because it's a place that basically means a lot to both of us as fans of comic books and the mcu and if we're talking about headquarters that get destroyed a lot but bounce back in different forms this is a pretty notable one absolutely because after all asgard is a people not a place (laughs) (laughs) so our honorable mention is asgard which kitty's going to go into a little bit of the history of its destruction and rebuilding and things like that things like that (laughs) so asgard is the name of one of the nine realms of the Marvel Universe and, and in Norse mythology. Which and is why we had a hard time dubbing it in a headquarters because <laughs> it is one of the nine realms. Yes, and, and there's an entire alien race of very, very beautiful people there. Um, but as, as circumstances would have it, the, when realms get destroyed, um, Asgard was caught up in a kind of cataclysm and eventually a part of it fell to Earth and... Landed in Oklahoma, of all places. I know, I love that. Broxton, Oklahoma. That's amazing. And they changed their, you know, like those road signs that say like home of whatever. (laughs) So Broxton crossed out their sign and said home of the gods. So this is where (laughs) Broxton, Oklahoma. Next time I'm in OKC, I'm going to try to like go out to Broxton. Apparently, maybe it's close. Maybe it's not. I have no idea of (laughs) Oklahoma. So yeah, it it became a kind of floating headquarters for the remaining Asgardians. And then eventually they moved it to the moon. Um and it became it, it grew back grew back they yeah, they were they able grew to grew back yeah you know like they hair were, <laughs> they got a haircut it grew back they were able to rebuild and unfortunately it has been destroyed again so we'll see where it pops up next there's a there's an old version of asgard that they're hoping to re-inhabit but asgard has appeared as tiny floating cities on I the moon, that. Oklahoma. I just, I just like the the idea of Asgard as like a tiny floating city. Like, <laughs> it's just really beautiful because it's such a beautiful place. Oh, it is. So anyway. And that is the headquarters for many Thors. Many Thors. The Warriors 3. Odin. Odin, the destroyer armor. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff goes on lots there. Lots of relics as well. <laughs> I, I like my mystic relics. That's kind of my, <laughs> kind of my jam. So. so Asgard is our honorable mention. Now, number five is the shield Triskelion. 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 I always <laughs> say Triskelion, and it's Triskelion. 
So the shield <laughs> tricks Kellyan. Um, now we're going to be specific about this one. It's the one that exists in the MCU because like a lot of Marvel headquarters, there are various versions of it, including a version in the 616, a version in the Ultimate Universe. But we are specifically talking about the one that was infiltrated so successfully by Alexander Pierce during Winter Soldier and throughout the years Um you know, leading into Alexander Pierce in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and the MCU. The reason that we chose this one over other versions of the Triskelion was mostly because we kind of, like, that whole Winter Soldier storyline and the helicarriers and what Captain America accomplishes during that time changes how we view S.H.I.E.L.D. and how and it affected the MCU moving forward. So in terms of headquarters, that's kind of a big deal. So, yeah, like I'll I'll never forget being blindsided kind of by that whole revelation. In I the know films it was thinking, such a well done film. But this this had to do with S.H.I.E.L.D. and this had to yeah, do with S.H.I.E.L.D. This and is you, all S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> and you realize that it has been at the it and Hydra have been at the center of so much of the Marvel films up exactly. until that point. And then when you, again, the development of Captain America as a, as a character and what he accomplishes in overthrowing S.H.I.E.L.D. and returning, I mean, overthrowing Hydra and returning S.H.I.E.L.D. to whatever remnants were left um, and kind of taking that over and liberating Nick Fury in a lot of ways, like that is a huge accomplishment in moving the MCU forward. So that is why we chose number five as the S.H.I.E.L.D. Triskelion. Good job. I was like, is she going to say it? She's going to say I it. I did it. <laughs> so number four, we talked about bases that are secret. This one is kind of a little more solitary. This is the Fortress of Solitude. It is It is solitary. It is not. I wouldn't call it secret because of how many people have gone there and also how many people have attacked it. That is true. <laughs> in In the larger DC universe, I mean, Superman hopes that a lot of people don't realize it's there, mm-hmm. but inevitably these secrets get out. Um, so the Fortress of Solitude is the Arctic refuge of Superman, and it's located in a icy tundra far away from civilization. Um, it's like an ice castle kind of – there's different constructions of it, obviously, yeah. um, because yeah. there's so many different versions of it. I, I just always picture what you see in the Superman movie, like the first Superman movie with yeah. Chris Reeve. With the the kind of crystalline, crystalline structure that's like ice, but not ice. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it has been, and, and the key is only accessible to a certain few people who are strong enough or of the right, um, like Kryptonian genetics mm-hmm. to, to get the key to the, to lift the key to the Fortress of Solitude. Um, and it's mainly used for scientific purposes, also for for Superman to kind of set himself apart. But um, in the past, in different versions of the Fortress of Solitude, it has housed an alien zoo, Kryptonian artifacts, robot servitors. And my favorite detail was like a, a journal made out of like a heavy metal that like Superman would like write in. That's amazing. It was like his secret diary. It's like emo of. Superman. <laughs> and, and, and it was made of this like special substance. So like Superman could like write his his agenda in it and oh my God. people couldn't access it. That's amazing. That was like that was like old silver age. That sounds like peak Superman right there. <laughs> like, dear diary, Batman was mean to me today. <laughs> so number four on our list is the Fortress of Solitude. Number three on our list, speaking of Batman, is the Batcave. Again, this is one that I, I think out of all of them, this is the most secret, but um Considering, like, you know, Alfred Pennyworth knows about it, we we kind of, like, bent the rules a little bit for Batman. 
It's very Batman of us to do that. <laughs> now, the Batcave is located uh, somewhere beneath Wayne Manor in most iterations of it. Um, and it is where Batman, you know, broods. And also, <laughs> but it, I, would, I would call it mostly like a scientific lab where he has like a lot of his fail safes, including like, you know, the ways he would take down other superheroes, include like if they became too powerful, but mostly it's where. You know, the he keeps the Batmobile and the Batwing and all of his bat things and where he, <laughs> you know, develops new technology for bat accessories. <laughs> Lots of bats there. But um basically Batman um is one like the Batcave is you can't do a list about superhero headquarters and leave <laughs> out the Batcave. So And it's it's got such cultural capital that like pe- people are like, Oh, like what what's in your Batcave? Or like they yeah. everyone has Every nerd has kind of their own Batcave. You know, it's the pl- like I I made a joke about Batman brooding, but it's like where he goes to to feel things because Batman has to do so much, and even Bruce like Bruce Wayne has to run an entire company, and it's where he kind of can be whatever version of himself he wants to. So personally, you know, when people say man cave or gal cave or whatever they want, like I always think it's an iteration of the Batcave. It's mm-hmm. where it's where you go to be one hundred percent you in whatever that is. Yep. So number three is the Batcave for both real and symbolic reasons. (laughs) So number two on our list is the Baxter Building. The Baxter Building is a 35-story office building. So take that Avengers Mansion with your three floors above ground. This is one of the most famous buildings in the Marvel, like I imagine the Marvel New York City skyline. Mm -hmm. So it it has its own makeup you mean that's, the new york city skyline yes but but in the in the marvel universe no, no it just it has its own distinct line of of buildings and so the baxter building was the fantastic four's headquarters their their headquarters were mainly located at the top five floors not top four floors mm-hmm. there was a fifth floor yeah i was you know? always like why wasn't and then also it debuted in fantastic four number three and oh, then like so the close. second iteration was also in fantastic four volume three like number 16 or something and i was like well at least 16's divisible by four so like <laughs> i don't know i i made a lot of excuses for it so it's not it's not the most numerically sound but of the 35 <laughs> stories there there's some great diagrams you can see online because this building when you are the it's the first family of marvel that that hangs out here but when you've got such scientific minds in this building of course it's always going to get rearranged and updated and upgraded i do like that when you google the baxter building you can actually get breakdowns of all the floors there's some amazing diagrams so you guys should definitely definitely google this because it's amazing one retro version i saw had a different room for each of the different fantastic four vehicles that they had like a helicopter and a car and all these and there was a shop built in for tuning up these Mm -hmm. these modes of transport so it's it's amazing and there's this this building is frequently under attack by different supervillains, and I, it's just insane. Like Reed Richards got a permit to have a rocket silo installed in the Baxter Building, <laughs> so it this one is one of these incredible, hilarious, and really important buildings in the Marvel universe for the first family of Marvel. Since you added your like little funny personal story about one of mine, I'm adding one about one of yours. Go for there it. was an X-23 storyline where she had to babysit Reed Richards and Sue Storm's kids. Like <laughs> this like random like filler story. And she actually had to like chase them by like going down the side. And there's this really awesome cover. If you go look for it, it's like from the first volume when X-23 had her own solo series towards the end uh, before she became Wolverine. It's like 
her with her claws on the side of the Baxter building, like trying to catch the two kids as they're like falling down. But that was one of my favorite like uses of it. (laughs) See, I would also think like if you're concerned about the safety of your children, maybe don't put them on the 35th floor at the very top. Yeah, but when your kids are supers. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So the Baxter building takes our number two spot on our list. Awesome. Well, our number one spot, again, is one that Kitty and I like unanimously. Between the two of us, we unanimously agreed. But uh, (laughs) we both uh, understood that number one should be the X-Mansion. Because not only is it like the ancestral home of the Xavier clan uh, family. (laughs) I I don't know why I went to clan immediately. I was like, clan is not the right word. Um, Charles Xavier inherited the X-Mansion from his family. It's a little bit like the Starks in that Mm. sense. Um, But it is located in upstate New York and it is where Xavier's school for gifted youngsters is. It's where the Jean Grey school was when it was refounded after like it was destroyed and then Wolverine rebuilt it. So there was so like the X mansion is one of those things that I was Kitty and I were talking and we were like, it was one of those places that whenever you thought about it, you felt safe Mm -hmm. because it was where all the kids went who didn't belong, who there was something different about them. It's where they went and they were okay. So again, it's another one of these symbolic places where yes, it does exist for real life superheroes in the the real life superheroes in the (laughs) real life and like Marvel universe. But also it, it, it took on more than that. So once I feel like once a literary place becomes like transcends what what it is you kind of have to put it high on the list i mean you can get letterman jackets uh, for like xavier's alumni so oh i have one i have a well no i I don't have a jacket i have a a, like a like a hoodie like a sports hoodie and i have one that says like xavier athletics yeah but it's it's a place that that comic book fans would be proud to to attend. Exactly. It's it's our version of Hogwarts for like <laughs> le- you know, it's it's one of those places that again you just you just feel okay. So beyond beyond the X-Men and and all of the young X-Men who were educated there by Professor Xavier and taught their powers. There's the Danger Room, there's Cerebro, like there's so much there. But beyond that, it was the place where like, you know, Jean Grey lived and Cyclops lived. The original X-Men lived there. The original New Mutants lived there. So a, next, a second generation. And then there's just been so many generations of mutants who have taken up residence in that house or were educated there or at some point needed that place to be a sanctuary. So, And I almost think that more than any other building on this list, this one has probably been destroyed and rebuilt. Oh, the most. <laughs> so many times. So many times. Um, yeah, there was like so many... When again, when you like have to do these research things for this podcast, like it's like, which version are you looking for? And I was like, I'm just looking for the X Mansion. Like, can we just talk about that? <laughs> um, but like I said, number one on this list had to be a place that not only um, exists in the hearts and minds of the characters who have lived there, but it also is a place of significance to the fans and the readers themselves. So, number one on this list is the X Mansion. All right. So quick recap of our whole list, just to go through all the towers and mansions and places again. Um, Our honorable mention was Asgard or Asgardia when it gets reformed. Uh, Number 10 is Stark Tower. Number nine is the Justice League Watchtower. Number eight is Titans Tower. Number seven is the Sanctum Sanctorum. Number six is Avengers Mansion. Number five, the Shield Triskelion. Number four, the Fortress of Solitude. Number three, the Batcave. Number two, the Baxter Building. And number one, the X-Mansion. 
That's a great list. And that is the Geek Culture Countdown. <laughs> I'm like patting ourselves on the back. I'm just like, we did a really good job with oh, this one. <laughs> I, I I, mean, half of these give me like the warm fuzzies of like, I know, oh, I was thinking about that. So I was many. like, oh my God, I would love to visit any of these places. And you you know that a lot of them have actual addresses yes. when you Google them. Yes. Like um, next time we're like, you know, hanging out in San Fran, we can <laughs> go to Titan's Tower. We should do like a road trip. We should we'll do a road trip. go through Oklahoma and be like, look, there's Asgard. <laughs> there's Asgard. Oh, we're, well, most of them we can just go to New York for. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway. So those were our top 10 superhero headquarters. Did your favorite make the list or do you have the key to another headquarters that should have made our list? Um, be sure to check out our blog and tell us your favorite superhero headquarters at geeksideshow.com. This has been your Geek Culture Countdown. For more ad-free pop culture news and content, visit geeksideshow.com. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to let your geek side show.